In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today in the scripture reading, Christ reminds us of how is it that he wants us to live our life, and how is it he wants us to be. And he says in verse 3 of Matthew chapter 18, I assuredly, I say to you, unless you are converted and become as little children, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. And we might ask ourselves, what does this mean exactly? Because maybe we can look at children and we can find some positive qualities, but maybe we also find some immature qualities. And so he's asking us here to regain, you know, some of the characteristics and the qualities of children, which is similar to the, to the characteristics that Adam and Eve had before the fall. Because just as children are born innocent and without kind of an understanding of evil, so also Adam and Eve were innocent without an understanding of evil. So today we're going to speak a little bit about some of the characteristics of children and how is it that we can become like children and then also some of the characteristics that we shouldn't emulate in children. So the first one is we should strive to regain simplicity. Okay? And simplicity doesn't mean that we become naive or shallow or ignorant, not aware of the world. You know, sometimes maybe we think that what God is asking us to do is to be blind to evil, to be blind to the fact that there is evil, there is destruction, there is sin, there is jealousy, there is envy, there is all these evil things. Actually, one of the things maybe uh, you know, that any parent knows when they see their children is they look at the fact that they don't know about any evil that is in the world. And this is uh, something that we wish. We wish that we could live our life in such simplicity. So even though we are aware of evil, but God is asking us to live without any evil, to live in this kind of a simple, simple way. In 1 Corinthians 14.20, it says, Brethren, do not be children in understanding. However, in malice be babes, but in understanding be mature. It means we understand the world. And we understand people and we understand the wickedness that is in the world but we do not allow that wickedness to enter into us we don't have any malice that even though the world around us maybe is full of evil but there is no evil in us you know christ asks us to live in the world but not to be of the world so one extreme is saying you know what in order to protect myself from evil i'm going to lock myself up and never i'm exposed to anything at all because i'm afraid that if i go out into the world i'm going to experience evil and maybe this evil even would be a source of temptation for me. So I, I'm not going to do any kind of activity in the world at all in order to protect myself. Another extreme is I'm going to do everything that is in the world and I'm going to participate in it. And I'm, I'm not going to have any kind of barrier or filter. I'm going to go 100% all in into the world and everything that the world offers I want to experience. But there is a middle ground here. And this is the middle ground that Christ is speaking about. He's saying, do not be children in understanding. Meaning, be aware of what's in the world. Be aware of the sin and the evil that is in the world. But at the same time, don't participate in it. Be removed from it. Be, be, be separate from it. You can live with people and in the world. Maybe all of us have experiences this at work. Where there are people at work that maybe curse or homosexual and promote homosexuality or, you know, lie. Maybe people are having affairs and cheating on their husbands or wives. And these are people that we know. We know in the world that we live in the world. We interact with them in the world. Christ is not saying quit your job. He's not saying get away from these people completely. Actually, he's saying what? Be in this world. Be in this environment. While at the same time, you are a positive influence on the environment. When Christ says that we are the light of the world, the only value of light is to illuminate darkness which means that the light has to go into the darkness in order to illuminate there's no point in in being light when 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 we're just all light over here 
without there being any darkness that we're trying to illuminate, right? So here he's saying what? Do not be children in understanding. Be aware of the darkness. Realize that there is darkness in the world and there is darkness around us. But you yourself do not have that darkness inside of you. Be, be babes. Be babes. Be innocent. Be simple in the way that we conduct ourselves. We don't have to be very complex or complicated in our life. We can take things very simply. Sometimes one of the, the reasons that life becomes very complicated is through the amassing of a bunch of things. We, we, we collect a bunch of things. We care about things so much. Materialism actually can make us to be complicated. But here Christ is saying, just be simple. Live your life simply. Don't, don't be so focused on this world. Don't be so focused on everything. Don't, don't do wrong for wrong. Don't be so worried about people that are harming us or hurting us. Be, be a forgiver. You know, forgive easily. Be simple. Number two is we should learn the humility of children. In Matthew 18.4, he says, Therefore, whoever humbles himself as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Okay, humble, humble ourselves. Children can accept a lot of criticism, but still love those who criticize them. You know, sometimes the kinds of things that we say to children, the, the kinds of rebukes that we give to children, the harshness of our rebuke, and then you see maybe the child is upset for a little bit, and then maybe five minutes, ten minutes, one hour, a few hours, and it's like as though nothing happened. As though there has been no, 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 no antagonism, no criticism, nothing. They're back to being normal again. Where if you look at adults, maybe we're the opposite. We carry grudges with people for years and decades, and we don't want to let go. And we feel justified, right? Because this person has hurt my pride. Whereas children don't have this, young children. Unfortunately, as children get older, they begin to adopt the qualities of adults where they begin to have grudges and they begin to hold things. But young children have this kind of sense of humility where they can accept criticism without holding a grudge. Also, they don't judge people according to their wealth or their race or their religion or anything about them. They don't, they don't judge in that sense. You know, maybe we as adults look at certain people and immediately without knowing anything about them, we judge them. And we say, oh, this person is not very good. This person is, I am better than this person in some way. And maybe we don't admit it with our language or we don't say it with our words, but that's maybe what we're really thinking and what the way that we treat people. But when you, when you look at the way the children treat one another, like a group of children, they don't have any preference. There's like everybody's the same to them. They don't, they don't see in that same lens that maybe adults see. Also, they're not embarrassed to say what they really think. You know, they're very simple in that way. They're not embarrassed. Sometimes actually they're, they embarrass us because of the things that they say openly without any kind of filter, without any kind of reservation. They're just whatever is in their heart is whatever they say, right? And I'm not saying that we should be doing that, but we should be doing more of that. We should be more honest. We should be more transparent. We should be more clear as to this is really what I'm feeling, right? Sometimes we, we hide really what we're feeling from one another, and this damages our relationships because I'm not really revealing to other people around me that love me how I feel. Maybe someone does something to bother me, to annoy me, and I keep it in. And then that same person does something else to bother me, and I keep it in. And that person does something else to bother me, and I keep it in. And then after a while, I feel very estranged from this person because I'm not sharing with them the things that they're doing that, that are bothering me, and maybe this person doesn't even know. Whereas for children, it's, they're very transparent. You do anything to bother them, they start crying. And then you immediately know what's happening with them. And then you correct it, and yet everything is fine, right? Children are much simpler, are much more humble than adults. The third characteristic that Christ would want us to become like children is in, in the trust, right? 
Trust God as children, but work hard as adults. In 1 Peter 5, 7, it says, Casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Children, they trust their parents in this kind of unlimited trust without understanding what's going on. They just trust us. For instance, imagine as a child is getting into a car and they have no idea how a car works. They have no idea where they're going. They have no idea like anything. They're just sitting in this place and they're trusting that their parents know how to drive the car, that the car is safe, that they're taking them to the place that they want to go. 100% on trust. The child is powerless to do anything otherwise. And they're not afraid. They're not scared. They're not thinking to themselves, oh, you know, I wonder if my parents are taking me to a bad place. I wonder if the car is going to break down. I wonder if people are going to come attack the car. I wonder if all these worrying things, you know, that thoughts that maybe we might have about various situations, they don't have those thoughts. All they're thinking of, I'm going to the place that I want to go and my parents are taking me there. They have this kind of unlimited trust. And it's trust without knowledge. Right. And that's important. Sometimes we we have trust, but that trust is based on research, as much research as we can do. And once I've established as much research and understanding of an issue, then I can say, OK, well, I trust. And we ask ourselves, is this really trust or not? Is it really trust after I have kind of un tried to understand as much as possible about something? And once I've been convinced of all the facts, then I say, OK, well, now I trust. The kind of trust that children have is without any research. All it's based on is a relationship only, 100% based on the relationship. They either trust their parents, in which case essentially everywhere their parents want to take them, they're willing to go. Or if it's someone like a stranger, for instance, they don't trust a stranger and they don't want to go with the stranger. So the, the, the trust here is not based on knowledge or understanding or the facts of the situation. It's based on the relationship with the person. And this is the kind of trust that God wants us to have in him. It's not trust based on our understanding of what is it that God is doing. Where is God taking me in my life? What, why are the things that are happening to my life? Why are they happening? That's the way as adults maybe we want to think. We want to try to understand why it's happening. And once we understand why it's happening, then maybe I have peace. It's like, okay, I, I can understand. This was a good decision. This was a good thing that happened, right? But God wants us to trust because of who he is, not because of the information, not because of the facts. Because a lot of times we don't have the facts. You know, if, if the facts were available, great. If the facts were available and we're convinced of something wonderful. But how often in our lives are the facts not available? And, and, and God is saying, you just have to trust me. You just have to trust that where we're going is good. Just like a parent who's telling his kids, you just have to trust that wherever we are going in this car is good, right? And the kids don't have a problem with this, right? For the most part, kids just accept this because they trust the parents and they know that the parents love them. At the same time, though, we shouldn't have a trust that prevents us from doing our part. Right. We don't just say, you know, God, I trust you with everything. I'm just going to sit here and watch TV all day. And I trust that, you know, my life is going to work out. It's going to be good. Right. Everything about my life is going to work. I'm just going to have fun and play. Right. Just like children do. And I trust that everything's going to work out. Actually, as mature adults, we have responsibility. There is something God is asking me to do. Right. In the, in, in the, in the book of Second Thessalonians, St. Paul said to the people, the one who is unwilling to work shall not eat. Right. We have to do our part. As adults, God has given us gifts. He's given us energy. He's given us a mind. He's given us something that we can do, some purpose, some work that he is calling us to do. He wants us to do our part. So each of us, we have to ask ourselves, am I doing my part or not? Am I doing my part in my life? Am I doing my part in my spiritual life? 
And if I am doing this, then I can say, okay, I'm just 100% trusting, giving the rest of it to God. 100%. Everything, that's, everything that I cannot do, all of that, I'm trusting God is going to do the right thing. But if I'm not studying for the test, I shouldn't expect that God is going to grant me success. Right? If I'm, if I'm not looking for work, I don't think God is going to find me work. Right? It's a cooperation. It's a cooperation between us and God. We are doing our effort, and God blesses the effort that we are doing that he wants to succeed. So again, we should trust God as children, but we should work hard as adults. Also, we should be obedient to God, yet we should be discerning. In 1 Peter 1.14, it says, As obedient children, not conforming yourselves to the formal lusts as in your ignorance. Children can learn to obey their parents. Okay, and, and again, they don't necessarily understand why the parents tell them to do certain things. You know, when we tell our kids, you know, clean up your room, make your bed, uh, wake up early, do your homework, all the things that maybe we tell our children to do, they don't have any understanding of why we're saying that. They don't understand that this is going to benefit them later in their life. They don't understand that instilling discipline in our kids is something valuable that they're, you know, it's going to make their life better and easier in the long run. They don't understand that. And so they are called to obey the parents and God is asking children to obey their parents regardless of their understanding or not. We also, God is doing many things in our lives that we don't understand. And God is asking us to obey him even when we don't understand, you know, why is it that this is happening, okay? Some people, you know, might think this is nonsense, you know, and, and you know, in the, in, the, in the scripture that was speaking about how you know, when your eye causes you to sin, gouge it out, okay? Because you don't want to be seeing any kind of uh, sinful influences. Some people look at this and think that it's, it's nonsense, okay? And, and, and this wasn't meant to be literal. It wasn't meant to be literal, that we are going to literally gouge our eyes out, right? So that we do not sin. But this is something that God is telling us. He's saying, be faithful with your senses, you know, and maybe we ask well, why. What is what is the the value of that? Why is it that I should sacrifice? You know, and 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 be so strict in my life, in the way that I live, and the things that I hear, and the things that I allow my senses to experience. Right? God is saying, what well, this is going to damage you. This is going to damage you if you don't do it. Right? The things we allow ourselves to be exposed to can damage us. Right? So we have to be obedient to God. But the discerning person is the one who understands the deeper meaning behind everything that God is commanding us to do. Like this simple command of gouging out the eye. We know as mature people that this is not a literal command, but it has a deeper meaning that we are to even sacrifice our own comfort in obedience. We are to sacrifice the things that we ourselves want for the sake of obeying God. So we should be obedient like children, but discerning to understand the importance of why we are doing what it is that we are doing. And if we don't understand why we are doing it, then again, like we said before, we trust God in who he is, that he is doing something good for us. The fifth characteristic of children is that they are always learning new things all the time, but we should also as adults only be careful to learn the things that are edifying to us and not learning things that are damaging to us. In 1 Peter chapter 2, it says, As newborn babes desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby. Children love to explore. Children love to be exposed to new things and to gain understanding of new things that they have never seen or heard of before. And God also wants us to do this. He wants us to always be wanting to learn. Sometimes we, we reach a point where we just feel exhausted and I, I'm, I don't want to learn anymore. 
I don't want to try anymore. I don't want to. I don't want to expand my horizons anymore, right? I don't want to read the Bible anymore. I don't want to read the Church Fathers. I don't want to do anything anymore. My life is stressful enough as it is, and I'm busy enough as I am. I don't need to like add anything else to this schedule of mine. God wants us to be curious about Him. He wants us to learn about Him and to explore more about Him and to and to understand that we don't have all the answers yet. That there's always more to discover about God. And maybe this is something that children feel, is they always feel like the world is bigger than they are. They always feel everything is big, right? Like even physically, the counter is big. You know, everything about the world makes them feel small and little, and they always feel like they want to grow up and they want to become big, right? But we as adults, sometimes we don't have this feeling. We feel like we're already big. We feel like there's nothing else for me to grow into. I already understand everything. I can already do everything. I don't need to be taught anything anymore. But actually, this goes against this principle of spiritual growth. <clears throat> in order for us to really continue to grow in God, we have to realize that God is very, very, very big. And we are not big. We are small. We are little. Right? And to regain that spirit of, of being little, like children have, right? The, the, to, to realize that we don't have all the answers. You know, how many times our children maybe are having a quarrel with each other and then in order for them to find the final answer, the answer that is going to be correct, what do they do? They go and ask an adult. And they believe that when they ask their parents, for instance, <clears throat> the parents are going to give them the answer and that's going to settle the argument between the kids. Because the kids, they, they identify that the parents know. They know something, right? They, they see their parents as being big. The parents can do things that the kids can't do. The parents can drive. The kids can't drive. They, they see that. They see that the parents are more capable than the kids in so many ways. And that helps them to be humble. That helps them to be open to learning more. That helps them to, uh, we tell them something, they believe it, right? Because they see that we're coming from a place of knowledge, of understanding, of experience, of, you know, to know something that they don't know and they don't have. But we as adults, sometimes we don't have this attitude with God. When we grow up, we think that we understand everything about the world and about reality. And when God is trying to teach us new lessons and to show us new things, maybe we resist this. And we feel, you know what, I really don't have anything else to learn. I can't understand why God is doing certain things. So instead of just trusting him with it, I'm just going gonna, I'm gonna to be angry. I'm going to be upset. I don't trust him. I don't trust that he is doing what is good. But the kinds of things that we should be learning are things that are edifying and things that are pure, things that are attractive to our spirits and not to our carnal flesh. You know, when Adam and Eve ate of the tree of knowledge, they, they became corrupted because they, they knew evil. We shouldn't seek to expose ourselves to evil. We don't want to learn about evil. We want to learn only about the pure things. Also, children are very quick to forgive. In Colossians chapter 3, it says, Bear with each other and forgive one another if, you have, uh, if any of you has a grievance against someone. Right? Whenever we are, have any grievance, whenever we have any conflict with anyone, here Christ is, is telling us that we should forgive one another. Again, like we said before, children can forgive easily. Children don't hold grudges for very long. And they can forget the wrongs that has happened to them and things that have been said to them quickly. They don't hold on to it. They don't, they don't allow it to fester in their minds so much. They, they can take it lightly. Now, of course, there is an extreme that can really damage a child. But for the normal day-to-day -day things that maybe the children experience, maybe they don't even remember 
when you ask them, what happened yesterday? I don't remember even what happened yesterday. It's not important to me. All I care about is now, this moment, right? And, and this is another thing we can learn from children, how to maintain good relationships. I don't amplify every negative experience that I have. I don't say every single negative word that people have said to me is something that, that really, really sticks in my mind forever and I hold it against the person. Maybe this can be most valuable actually in a marriage when we tend to rub against each other and maybe say things against each other, even if unintentionally that bother each other, right? But if we have the same spirit as children, we won't hold against one another every negative thing, every negative thing that our spouse does or says to us. How should we not be like children? You know, those are all ways maybe that we should be like children, but how should we not be like children? The first one is should we, we should not be carried away by every opinion. In Ephesians chapter 4, it says we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine. Saying essentially, don't believe everything you hear. Don't believe everything that everybody says. Don't believe everything the society is teaching. It's very easy for children to fall into this, right? Maybe they believe something and then they go and there's a group of other kids that tells them something opposite and immediately they begin to believe it too. Without any evidence, even if it contradicts everything else that they've already been taught, they just begin to believe it. They're very easily influenced children. They are saying, "What? do not be like them. We should no longer be children tossed to and fro, about, uh, carried about with every wind of doctrine. Don't be so easily confused. Don't be so easily led astray from the truth simply because some people are saying certain things and doing certain things and are trying to pressure us to do and think certain ways. Right? Don't be carried away. The second is, we should take responsibility for what we do, accepting the consequences of our actions and not blaming others. Children are not very good at taking responsibility. They always want to push the responsibility on someone else. They are growing up and used to not being able to do things on their own. And as parents, maybe we are stepping in and doing that, as rightly so, because they can't do it by themselves. But at some point, we need to teach them to take responsibility for their actions because sometimes even when we come to adulthood we are still not used to taking responsibility we still want to blame others we still want to point the finger at somebody else and say no it's that person's fault it's not my fault so definitely as adults we should not be we should be taking responsibility and not being like children in this regard also we should not be selfish children can tend to be selfish in the sense that they're only thinking about themselves we all were this way when we were young as well okay i only want what i want i'm not thinking about the other person or how my actions are going to affect the other person right it's something that again we grow out of as we reach adulthood but there is lingering selfishness there is something still left over maybe from childhood that we should still you know identify do i only care about myself am i only thinking about my own comfort do i think that everyone around me is here to serve me and to give me only what i want shouldn't just be thinking about ourselves, but also other people that are in need. And then finally, we need to grow in patience and self-control. Children tend not to be very patient or self-controlled. And we shouldn't expect that we should receive everything that we want. All of us see examples actually of children that want something and they want it now. And if they don't receive it, they have a tantrum or they scream or they yell, they, they hit something, they become violent, something that they do because they want something immediately that they do not receive. So again, maybe as adults, we don't have the same kind of tantrums as children, but we have a different kind of tantrum. You know, maybe we become depressed. Maybe we become angry, you know, inside 
there is something maybe that I feel like I deserve or I'm entitled to something good that God must give me and when I don't receive that thing I become upset or angry at other people or against God himself so we need to learn not to be governed by our emotions right which is an important thing children are very much governed by their emotions because their mind has not yet developed to be able to balance out the feelings that they have but as adults we have minds that have been matured, that have developed, that we can balance the emotions that we feel. And that before I begin to act in my emotions, before I my, allow my actions to be governed by emotions, I ask myself with my minds, is this, is this right? Is this right the way that I am about to act? The thing I'm about to say, is this right? And then it, it helps to calm us down and to understand that this is not the right approach. So in so many ways, we see that the scripture is both telling us to be like children in some regard, and to not be like children in other regard. We want to be sanctified and holy and God to transform us and to make us not to be like children or not like children, but we want to be Christ-like. We want to be Christ-like. And we see these characteristics of Christ in various people, in various situations around us. God is always giving us hints and reminders. This is how I want you to be. So maybe there are some actions of children that God is reminding of us. Look at the way that children are when they're very young. This is the way that you used to be when you were young, what happened? What happened? Why is it that maybe you lost this characteristic or this positive quality of children, the humility and the simplicity of children, the, the trust that children have? And if we had this trust and if we had this simplicity, then it would make it much easier for us as, as believers, as children of God, to trust in our Father and to feel like He is only leading us to somewhere that is good and there is nothing evil in Him and He is not allowing evil to happen to us but He is turning all evil to good and glory be to God forever. Amen.